Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Oh, welcome to Birdcat Wonderland, the podcast where the moment you start, your phone starts ringing, and then Twitter decides to not give you the link, and then you look at your phone, and then you forget the link, and then the link disappears, so you have to tweet absolutely nothing. So, with me on this joyous occasion is John. John, are you having a better day than I am? I'm doing all right, Danny. I'm I'm being very respectful today because um, if anyone didn't know, because you hadn't seen Twitter or Facebook or anything, the the Queen of England, well, Great Britain has died. So I'm wearing a a very respectful T-shirt, which is I can only assume is 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 Prince Philip and Camilla playing with the Queen's coffin, and they're calling it a tiny house. So I'm being very respectful of the Queen and showing my my support to the royal family today. Yeah, very good. Yes, it's uh, it's a tricky time for everybody. I don't own anything black apart from a cat. And if you see, if you look at the the, the uh, picture frame in the top right hand corner up there, you'll see. If you look carefully, you'll see it wobbling. That's because my big fat cat Betty is on the table. She won't get off, and when she breathes in and out, the table wobbles. So there you go, people. That's uh, that's the kind of world and the kind of nonsense I'm dealing with because. That's just the kind of world it is. Uh, Shall we see if there's anybody actually turned up for this? Because it is a very strange time for us to do a preview show. Uh, Dan the Goonist in 76 is there. Loki is there. And Paul Nell is there. And Sai is there. Just drop in to say hello and drop a lot. That's very kind of you, Sai. Because tomorrow's game kickoff is at midday. I'd have to get up at 11 a.m. to get in here and sit in a cold house for an hour, three hours. So I'm not. I'm going to going to watch it in bed then come in here about half past two and then do the pre the post game show at about four o'clock with nick so there you go oh there's uh 25 people watching on the um on the twitter always always amazes me how many people watch on there excellent i've just deleted the whole of the bloody tweet with that why bother john i should just give up give up and completely um right let's uh Oh, and Paul says, nice goal from Madison. Last I heard, it was uh, 2-1 Spurs, so it must mean it's 2-2. Two- ah, Rudy, 2-2. Two- two. Good evening. Yes, indeed. Lovely. John is frantically looking out to see what the scores it are. It is indeed. It is indeed. Oh, yes. excellent, because uh, we hate them. Oh, the fat cat's moving, everybody. Wobbly table is no more. Right, let's uh, try and get some kind of schedule going here. Uh, the game is going to be... Um, they have an update their website anyway uh it's going to be on now tv sky go extra sky go sky sports main event and premier league sky sports hd and it's going to be on talk radio and radio five <sighs> see these people organized nothing why was there two games on yesterday a friday at eight o'clock why wasn't one of them on today it's probably got some reason john pick a country where you'd most like to be now and i'll tell you what channel it's on oh what country i'd like to be in japan not have you heard about that typhoon that's coming? Okay, maybe not to <laughs> 160 mile an hour 
um, wind and uh, half a meter of rain is expected. I think they said the island of Satsuma. I must have misheard that. Anyway, if you're in Japan and you are alive, uh, yeah, definitely not Satsuma. Uh, it's SPOTV now Japan. So uh, good luck to everybody in Japan, including Rob CD, who is one of my favourite Twitch people. <coughs> Just gets oh. on his bike and rides around uh, Tokyo all day and all night. Oh, lovely. Yes, loves well, it. I hope I hope everyone in Japan stays safe. I had no idea about the typhoon. I know. Unfortunately, we the the UK have, has succumbed to uh, a thing. It's not Pornhub. It's now Mornhub. That's um yeah. That's that's all that's on TV at the moment here. It is absolutely. I am. A, I'm a fan of the royal family. I like them, and I got sick of it by about midnight on Thursday last week. It's just non-stop, but it's just uh, organised um, uh, morning. It's very good to see everybody being uh, publicly shown to queue for eighteen twenty-five hours to go. I asked in the podcast group, and I wondered what the answer was going to be, but you couldn't bother, Don. I said, "What would you queue for twenty-four hours to have thirty seconds with?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. i could think of a few ladies but yeah <laughs> anyway, but i did see yes. i did see today so i don't know we, we knew we were going to end up talking about this i saw david beckham queuing up got there at two yes. in the morning and he queued for like 15 hours fair play good man yeah i wouldn't queue for anything for that length of time for no, that fuck that no no it's uh, especially oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know if it was like dennis and tony adams and like venga Something like that, then maybe, yeah, I'd probably yeah. queue for that. Yeah, just to, just yeah. To get them up. If I got to ask them like each one question or something, I'd queue that long for that. That'd be great. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's allowed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, injuries. Oh, before we started the show, I was looking at the injury thing and thought, hold on, there's, there's, we've got quite a few injuries here. You're never sure how accurate these are, but at Zinchenko, it says on September the sixteenth. Um, we have to wait until tomorrow to make that decision. What we have decided to do for the international break doesn't mean what, what that we are going to say the same for the weekend, so it's something we will address tomorrow. Potential return 1st of October. Did you know he was injured? Calf, shin, heel injury. Uh, yes. So they said he picked up an injury and that he wasn't going to play for Ukraine, but now the way Arteta spoke about it, it sounds like he could play tomorrow but maybe not the whole game. And then they Arsenal might do the convenient, oh, he's gone and got himself the injury worse and he can't go on international break. Um, One of them. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we did see him tomorrow, but I doubt he'd do 90 minutes. Whether he starts or not, I'm not really sure. But it wouldn't surprise me if he was in the squad in some way or another. Uh, so it could be. What when have um, the Ukraine played then? Or not you? The Ukraine. It's just Ukraine, isn't it? When are they mm. playing? I've got. I've got no idea. I think it's, it's England. After, that lot. It's after this weekend, isn't it? That all the uh, friendlies and everything else is is going on. Yeah. Brady's banana. Salma Hayek. My answer to most things. Thirty seconds more than enough. What you just oh, want to yes. do and ask a, ask a questions about football? Well, that seems fair. Seems I'd ask her if she enjoyed having her toes sucked by Quentin Tarantino. He's a very strange beast. He was on Joe Rogan, and I didn't like that at all. Oh, I quite enjoyed that interview. I thought it was quite good. Mm. I didn't. I didn't watch the the um. Who's the the alien who runs Facebook? He was on. I didn't watch. I watched about five minutes, and that went no. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. I actually thought he came across as more human than uh, Elon Musk whenever he's been on there. He Probably seemed... had a software update which made him look more human. Yeah, he did seem a bit more normal. It was still some very strange stuff, but there you go. 
Reese Nelson, don't care about that. He's never going to play. Suarez, we don't care. Thomas Partey, September the 2nd was the this quote, so it's meaningless, so we think he's going to be back. Uh, Elneny, we know he's out long-term. Smith-Rowe, he's, he's got a touch of the Ramseys, so oh, God knows what's going on. He says no return. I read, pay. <clears throat> I read today that Smith-Rowe's issues are apparently about his growth. Um, not that he has a growth or anything like that, as in growing as a person. Um so he still obviously hasn't finished growing and that's where he's getting injuries from, that kind of thing. So I'm not sure how they're going to manage it, but they're going to have to be very careful with it. it it's disappointing, here, but yeah, we shall see. They said here on the 16th of September, quote, there's been an ongoing issue that he's had, some discomfort in the groin area, <laughs> story in my life. It is something we are trying to assess and keep him in our in. Any way, anyway, isn't two words. Any way we can, we need him to fit and performing at his better. Are these are these direct quotes from Arteta? Because what the least you people, lazy bastards could do is turn it into English. Put what he says, but put it in English. No, he said we need him fit and performing at his best level. How did you know that? Are you reading the same page? Yeah, I'm reading the same page. You just read it. Oh. It is in English. You just you can't. Well, there read. you go. Well, it's possibly that, or possibly I could hear him saying it in my head. Oh, there you go. So you, you converted it into Arteterisms and then got confused. I think I might have had uh, Unai Emery saying it in my head. Oh, God. <laughs> no. even, even harder. Oh, Rudy says, don't think Zinni will start tomorrow. We've we've got Tierney, so that'll be fine. But Brentford aren't a big problem. Looking at the uh, previous games, I'm surprised by how often we haven't played Brentford. That's not even a thing. We've won five, drawn four, and lost six. The very first one, 13th of December, 1902. Uh, we drew 1-1 away there in the FA Cup. Do you remember that game? I don't. I do not remember that at all. Uh, then, no. then in the replay, we beat them 5-0. Fantastic result. But in recent games at Brentford in the league, it was the 13th of August, 2021. They beat us 2-0. Yeah, I do remember I remember that. that. I do yeah. remember that because uh, we uh, first game of the season, wasn't that it? That was first game of the season, yeah. That was when we had absolutely no one fit and everyone was at, at the COVIDs. We had a front a front three <laughs> of Pepe, Balogun and Martinelli. Yeah. <laughs> enough said there. Uh, the next uh, game at Brentford in the league was in the 26th of May, 1947. We went there and beat them one nil with the legend Patty Sloan scoring. That's, that's nice. A uh, few players there, I remember. And the next one after that was the 8th of September, 1938. We lost 1-0. Cliff Bastin and Ted Drake played up front there. How the hell did we lose with those two up front? I want Didn't someone to be signed. Wow. No. That's amazing. Absolutely crazy. Well, there you go. That's enough uh, delving around in the past. So... Um, what sort of lineup do you think we're going to go for? I always have the standard one here, which is a picture. <coughs> Formation number one. How far away from that do you think we're going to be? Well, uh, I would say it's likely that Tierney comes in for Zinchenko. And I don't know if Partey will start. He might come off the bench maybe just to get some minutes in his legs. It depends how good um, his fitness is and how careful they want to be with him and whether they want to. The problem is if you start Partey 
and he does 60 minutes and comes off and he's got no problems, then he'll go off uh, with the national team and then he's got a chance to re-aggravate his injury. So I don't know how careful they're going to be with him. Um, but I don't imagine it's going to be too different from that. There's maybe a chance of like a Tommy Yasu or someone coming in. I know Ben White had a knock previously, but he seems all right now. Um, the only one I could see... If Erdegaard, if there is issues with Erdegaard, because I know he got a bit of a knock. Again, they said he was okay, but apparently he wasn't training yesterday. Um, maybe, oh God, I'm going blank on his name. Vieira comes in and gets a start, possibly. Talking of Vieira, you watched mm. Breaking um, um, Prison Break, didn't you? Yes, I did, yes. Oh, he's, he's 100% teabag. Yeah, <laughs> it's very disturbing because Teabag was one of my favourite characters, but he's also extremely terrifying. So I hope he's a wrong like that. Yeah, he's a proper wrong Yeah, he's a terrible deviant. Um, yeah, I agree with what you were saying. I think that possibly I think we will be the only change will be tyranny in for Zinchenko. Yeah. And I think after Marquinhos, how impressed were <laughs> you? Because Chris couldn't be bothered to do a podcast midweek. Mm. So how impressed were you? Because we haven't really talked about Marquinhos, but his uh, his goal and his way that he plays against um, yeah. uh, Zurich, that reminded me of, of, of a young Serge Gnabry. He's, um, he's a lot bigger than I thought he'd be. He looks physically stronger than when we got Martinelli. Um, obviously, you have to take into account the opposition. It is Zurich. It's not a Premier League team. So I don't know if he'd have as much success. But... Um, what I liked most was his decision making. I think the majority, not always, but the majority of the time, he seemed to make the right decision, whether it's come inside or go outside. Uh, the ball wasn't always perfect that he played, but he got a goal and he got an assist. You can't really ask for much more on your debut for a guy who, let's be honest, probably if we'd got Rafinha or another like wide forward. Marquinhos probably would have been out on loan in Portugal or Spain or somewhere like that. Um, mm. At least, at least till January, maybe the whole season. Um, so yeah, he might get called upon um, at some point this season in the league, uh, rotating with Saka or Martinelli or you know whatever it is. But yeah, he he looks a lot further along in terms of his physicality, at least, than Martinelli did when we first signed him, which I think is a good thing because that's generally. I think you can have all the technical ability and everything else in the world, but it's very easy when you come to the Premier League to get bullied off the ball and be pushed around and it makes you sort of go in your shell a, a little bit. So, um, yeah, really pleased for him and hopefully gets some minutes and stuff off the bench and can start coming into the game. So it's a long, long way ahead till he gets to, you know, sort of Martinelli's position where he's getting his name on the team sheet uh, every single week. But he's a promising player. And I think it's one of those deals where you can't really lose money because you get him so cheap that even if he doesn't work out and he's never quite good enough for what we want to achieve, you're probably going to sell him for a profit to someone in Europe at least and have good years in developing and stuff like that. It's just the same thing. Is a lot, a lot of us, a few of us have said this uh, Europa League run is the mm. one that made Saka, Smith-Rowe, <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Martinelli, and Ketia, yeah. all that lot. So this is going to be the same with those. It's going to be yeah. absolutely brilliant. It's going to get, he's probably going to get at least six games in the group games, group stages, because mm. none of those teams are, are anything much. And uh, like you're saying, he's only cost three million quid, an absolute yeah. star. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I never, never wanted that bloke from Leeds anyway. Big time Charlie. 
I do like Rafinha. I mean, I've been watching him in a Barcelona shirt, and oh, he's very good. He's very yeah. good. Um, some good, some good news about um, Brentford though is that I think it's. Let me check his name. Christian Norgard is out injured. Oh, the centre back. Uh, so he plays like midfield. Does he? I think I think he I think he plays as like the deep lying midfielder and then can go into the back four that then goes to a three because they play four three three and then you're thinking of Nord Nordstad or whatever his name. Who was the one who was winding up, winding someone up in a game recently and just kept on doing it until the player got sent off? Uh, oh, wasn't it Liverpool? Uh, no, the yeah, Liverpool that was striker. that was that was Crystal Palace. That was. Um, Another um, one with a name like and, that. And it, Anderson or someone like that. He kept doing the long balls out to Zaha, but it just was like bullying Darwin Nunes like all game. Yeah. They've got six Danes at Brentford. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I do like a Dane. They don't fuck around. And they've got um, a few Swedes. Swedes as well. Yeah, no. the other thing I would say as well is like trying to keep it on the f- I know we keep it on the floor generally, but I don't want to see loads and loads of crosses fired in because they could get Ben Mee in from, uh, oh God, where do you play? Burnley. So that's going to be difficult to get on the end of anything there. So play it on the floor, keep it on the deck and try and play for them. But yeah, it's it, for me, the real danger is, I mean, the obvious one is Ivan Tony, who's been great for him this season. Peterborough United legend, come on the posh. Yeah, what is he, five five goals? Uh, yeah, five goals already this season. Um, he's just been in really good form. I mean, for him, in his sake, in his career, I think if he carries on this form for the rest of the season, he'll probably get a move away from Brentford. So, uh, no disrespect to Brentford, a bigger team as such, whatever you want to call mm. that. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see how, if Saliba plays, how we will deal with someone like Ivan Tony because he's a little bit different from everything else he's faced. Like, he's had... Um, a physical player in Mitrovic and he's had a pacey player in people like Rashford, uh, that kind of thing. But Tony's sort of that blend of the two and sometimes drops off and tries to drag defenders out of position. So it'll be interesting to see if Saliba plays, how he deals with that kind of forward. Because I think he is very different to what he's faced uh, before so far this season. Yeah, I like him. They were talking about him on the radio the other day and saying that he is a kind of striker that we don't really see in football anymore, which is yeah. uh, the kind of... Has he got Arsenal written on him, do you think? If we cut him in half, has he got Arsenal written in him like a stick of rock? I don't know. I, um, I, like. I mean, he does He does remind me a little bit of Wrighty in the way like he's very busy and hustles and he's stronger than he looks for his stature and everything. And he's, I think he's a bit quicker than people look and a bit more skillful and everything. I don't know if he can like hit the Champions League heights, like if he's ever going to be like that good. But the thing with now, now with, I think people look at a player and if by 26, 27, they haven't made it into a top four club, they go, mm-hmm. oh no, that's it, they'll never make it. I think the age that players retire is going to be so much later now, unless they choose to retire early, because of the way fitness and health and all those sorts of things have improved so much players might not be hitting their peak until they're 30 and then could go on for four or five years, depending on what type of player you are. Um, obviously, there's all outliers like Zlatan and Ronaldo and people like that. But I do think the, the age you see players retire and maybe peak performance-wise is going to go a lot later than it used to be. Depend, it depends on the position. If you're a really speedy winger, then maybe it's still the same sort of thing. Um 
but yeah, he could. I guess if he if he proves it again this season in a team where he's probably going to get less chances than he would at say someone like Arsenal, then maybe. But then you, you, it begs the question of do Arsenal really need him if Nketiah keeps playing the way he is and you've got Jesus and Saka Martinelli, all these other players. You've got Balogun out on loan who's having a really good loan spell, going to come back, much improved. But, yeah. yeah, and he's just been called up to the England squad. Hopefully he gets a game. Keith mm-hmm. Knight says, uh, should Tony go to the World Cup? Well, I don't support England, nor does John, so don't care. <laughs> well, both uh, English, but don't yeah. care. I don't well. I don't care about this World Cup at all because Italy aren't in it. Um, yeah. I'll be cheering on Brazil. So, I mean, for him, yeah, why not? He's in form. He's the informed England striker. So I don't see why he sh- he shouldn't go. Um, I did. I did look through the England squad to see who was selected and stuff and who who'd been picked. Most of it I agreed with. There was a few oh, like, yeah, there was a few very head scratching <laughs> moments that I didn't understand. But mm, there you go. Happens every time. Yes. Um, what else were we going to do? The um, So we talked about the game. How do you think the game's going to go? Because Brentford are no mugs. They're a decent mm. team. They've uh, looking at their results this season. I'm still on. I only said still on Luca Tony. Uh, that wouldn't. I was looking at Luca Tony the other night. What a player he was. Um, first game of the season, 2-2 at Brent, uh, Leicester. Then they beat Man United 4-0 at home. My God, result of the season felt probably their best result ever. Then they lost 3-2 at Fulham. Then they had 1-1 draws at home to Everton, away at Palace. And then they beat, that's a great game last week, beat uh, Leeds 5-2. I mean, this season, they're banging in the goals. They've scored 15 goals. That's yeah. the same as Liverpool, but they are a bit vulnerable to conceding goals. I mean, if you let Fulham score three against you and, and you yeah. let Leicester at the bottom of the league score two, then I think there's going to be goals in the game. But how do you think it's going to go? Um, it's probably going to be tougher than maybe people expect. I think if you can go to Palace and get a draw, um, United were in terrible form, obviously, when they beat them, but they fully they took every single chance they got and really exploited it. Um, I don't expect it'll be easy. I don't think there's really any easy games in the league this season other than maybe Bournemouth, to be fair. I think most of the teams have improved so much that you do really have to take all your chances because otherwise you can get hit on a sucker punch. Um, I still expect us to win, but I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's the sort of game where we're going to go and like dominate possession and completely outclass them. Like They all, 100% they all get chances. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. So um, I would say like 3-1, something like that. But I can imagine there'll be periods in the game where we'll have the ball for 10, 15 minutes, hold the ball, move it about nicely. We maybe get the breakthrough or something. They try and hit us on the counter. We counter back with the press and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't think there'll be periods in a game where for five, 10 minutes, they'll dominate the ball because they're, they're a decent side and they, they pass it well and, and, you know, keep it moving. But yeah, I really like their manager as well. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the speed at which they, um, they transition and stuff. And I'm excited to watch, um, oh God, he's a Scottish bloke they got, Aaron Hickey as well. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, from Bologna. That is a strange mm. thing because we were oh, saying this made-up nonsense, isn't it? But mm. that would have been the perfect player for us, someone to um, translate what uh, Takiran is saying and <laughs> someone to keep him happy. Having a couple of jocks at the club, our jock would be absolutely delighted with that. Mm. Well, I, I think also he's the fact that he can play right-back, he can play left-back, um, he can play as like a defensive mid as well. He's got that flexibility and he's still very, very young. 
So, he's played all um, six games from this to this league season. Yeah, yeah. He's what is he? He's twenty. Yeah, twenty years old. Yeah. So um, unreal. Yeah. I again Amazing. another player who's if his career tra- trajectory keeps going in the the same direction, I'd expect him to move on from Brentford in a few years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's just an exciting player to watch. So I think watching him uh, trying to stop Martinelli, that'll be a really good battle. And uh, the sort of the game of cat and mouse of there's Martin, you know, obviously we're going to press and push up like we do. But then uh, if Martinelli gets caught out of position, Hickey's already beyond him and, and that kind of thing. And obviously then he's straight on to Kieran Tierney. He's, you know, the guy he's probably trying to kick out of the national team to either get his place or Robertson's place or maybe prove he's good enough to then play on uh, right back instead of left back. Mm. But I think uh, Scotland do play Tierney uh, in a left-hand side of a centre-back three. three yeah. That's something this season that you'd, you'd look on paper and you'd go, you've got Saliba, um, Gabriel, White, and then either Zinchenko or, or Tierney. They're four magnificent defenders. Mm. Yet we're letting in goals all over the place. We haven't. I don't. Have we kept a clean sheet this season? I'm not sure we have. Oh yeah, we kept one at Bournemouth. Other than that, yeah. we let yeah. two in uh, and and Palace. Just looking at them, both away games. But mm. it's uh, we saw in the documentary how how angry uh, Ramsdale gets when when we when he doesn't have a clean sheet. But some of his behaviour this season has been so erratic, hasn't it? It's like I'd like to ask him: Do you not learn from your mistakes? Stop throwing the ball out early. Stop throwing the ball at the opponent. Stop coming out with the ball when you shouldn't do. Because it's um, magnificent. I think annoy me. I, I get those points of frustration, but I think the difference is we we're always going to remember the bits where he makes a mistake because he's a goalkeeper and it will if a goalkeeper makes a mistake generally it's going to lead to a goal but you're probably not going to remember you know five times you know four times out of five he'll do it fine and one time he gets it wrong and we can see but the other four times you'll probably neglect to remember that hang on a minute this is a goalkeeper pinging it 60 yards perfectly onto someone's boot right into their path you know, and that, that those are the bits that you don't remember, and it's done because it's that quick, uh, the quick release of the ball and trying to get it out fast, and that absolutely like inch perfect pass. But you're only ever going to remember the one that goes wrong. Um, I've seen used to say, yeah, yeah, well, it's true though. It's the same with all goalkeepers. It's the same as strikers. You can remember, I can remember loads of goals from Omri, but then the things that stick in my head. Besides the goals, are the glaring misses in important games and things like that, where you go, I've seen you score the most ridiculous goals with your back to goal and flicking it up over a defender's head, and you can't tap one in from three yards out and things like that in a in a big cup game or something. Those moments always stick in your head. So, um, yeah, I, I think the, the part of our defensive weakness has been the fact that you know, obviously Partey was that injured. Then you've got the injury to Elneny. Sambi's come in and doesn't really know the role properly yet. Um, also, you've got, you know, Saliba's been great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I've had, had absolutely zero issue with him and his performances. I think he's been excellent. But it's it's still a new player in a defensive unit. And it's still, what, what were we, five games in? Yeah, five games into the season. So he's still learning his teammates, the goalkeeper behind him, the midfielder in front of him. So there's a there's still things to work out there. We're six games in, but I've oh, forgotten in. the Man United game. I've, yeah. I've just read yeah. that the the Man City game was meant to be, I think, on a Saturday when it was moved to a Sunday because <laughs> of our PSV game. Now, yeah. because of the six months of mourning, our, man, our game at home to Man City on the 19th of October has been uh, uh, postponed. 
yeah, so I think they're going to try and get the PSV game in then when the yeah. Man City game was supposed to be. And then well, it says here, the game till post-World Cup, I think. It says, originally scheduled for the 19th of October, this match was postponed to accommodate Arsenal's rearranged Europa League fixture of PSV. Yeah. The latter was then postponed due to severe limitations of police resources and organisational issues for ongoing mm. um, yeah. morning events. So... Is that good? The fact that that's been moved? Um, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, possibly. Like a lot of people said, the game's being postponed is good because Partey will be back, but you still have to go and play the games. Because the game before that, we were away at Leeds on the 16th. And then the game after, we were away at Southampton on the 23rd and at home to Forest on the 30th. None of those games are really hard games, are they? No. So... um, yeah, I think it could be good. The problem is you can't tell until you get to that period because it depends who's fit and available and what form the team's in. Like, you would rather have had the Everton game and the PSV game in the form that we've been in, barring the Man United game, although I think we still played really well. I know we lost, but I still think we played very well in the game. Um, you would have rather have played them now whilst we're playing well than say, oh, OK, we're going to do it in two months' time, reorganise, blah, 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 but our form might have dipped by that point. So you never know. I, I, honestly, I don't really think it matters that much about when you uh, play Man City with the form that they're in and Harland is in. Like, they're just fucking, they're machines. Mm. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, that's the one game of the season that I, uh, home and away, I expect us to play really well and get absolutely nothing yeah. out. Yeah, sadly, but as as uh, Albino put, Harland is now the greatest player ever to walk the planet because he's uh, <laughs> so much better than Saka. Scored more goals than Saka did last season. You know, Saka, our striker, our, our international striker, who's uh, who's uh, played all over the world, banging in goals. Our striker, Albino, you fucking idiot. Uh, right, stuff. so uh, if you had to, we've done nearly <coughs> half an hour now. So, <clears throat> what what position did you say? Three one. I'm going 3-1. I do think Brentford will get a goal. Um, but yeah, I expect we've got enough to get the three points and then we can be happy going into a very, very boring international break. Hmm. I'm going 2-2. Um, I think, yeah, because we just can't keep a clean sheet and Ramsdale, like like Matt D'Souza says here, he'd like to see Ramsdale have five games in a row without any dodgy moments. Um, it's just part of his game, unfortunately. What, what is he about? Twenty three, twenty four. He's not that old, is he? Mm. Every I mean, we've got no because every year their ages change. Have you noticed that? So I can never remember how old players are. If they just stay the same age forever, but he's twenty four. I mean, it would make things old, a lot easier. Yeah, twenty four years old for a goalkeeper who's number <laughs> one at the top three, four Premier League side. You don't mm. get many of them to the pound, do you? No, we we've got a win, Danny, because then we go top of the league again. We do. Spurs are three two up. Talking about being yeah. near the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, people in the chat, what what's your prediction? Because I do ask you every time to go and put it in the comments for the the YouTube after the show is finished, and usually none of you can be bothered. Shame because I was giving away a million pounds. It's uh, I say a million. It was a million Turkish lira. I've got an, an old note of that. It was worth about six p. Um, hope for a narrow win tomorrow. Yes. It would be good. Um, while I'm waiting for you, you, you freeloaders to put your predictions into the chat, so far we've, we've only had Loki going 2 1 the Arsenal. Rudy went 3 2. No, he didn't. That's 3 2 Spurs. Uh, DT 24 7 has put 3 1. 
Well, that that result looks like it's going to be three one to Brentford. So um, that's it. He's, he's just he's just put it the wrong way around. He means oh, the Arsenal. Okay. By the way, Danny, a million Turkish lira is forty-seven and a half thousand pounds. So if you do have that, I'm going to put a comment on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, they changed it years ago. They, um, uh, they 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 just they just took off six um, zeros from the end of the Turkish Turkish notes. <laughs> uh, I'll show you. There's um, here they are. One one million Turkish is that one. Oh. Can't see it. I'm holding it up for the people at home, and that's worth absolutely buckle. <clears throat> I've got all these. I've got hundreds of thousands of millions of pounds worth of notes, all with the Queen's head on, because they're all Australian and all damn British ones, and they're all worth nothing. I thought, and I sold one on eBay for fifteen quid, nice. an Australian note. Lovely. Um, uh, Loki says, "Everyone, give you a thumbs up. That would be nice." DT is confirmed. You were right, John. Yes, Arsenal. Lol. Right. Uh, the, we are going to be live. So the game starts at midday tomorrow. The game finishes at about two p.m. Me and Nick are doing the show at four p.m. because I can't be able to get out of bed and come and do stuff because it's now officially winter. It's too cold today. I set the alarm for. Four o'clock, and I went. Oh, no, I don't want to get up, so I set it for another ten minutes, and then I sat there, went another five minutes. So you're lucky I made it because I don't like the cold. I even got the heater on next to me. I've got moved my. I've got these little portable halogen heaters, light bulbs, and I, you can see it reflecting in my face. I now have it so close to me. I am like a human um, kebab. I am on a rotisserie. I'm just waiting for someone to make me a little thing that I can sit on, and it will spin me round slowly. I'll have one on the other side, and uh, I will be nice and warm. Uh, that's what you should get Danny you could get some you know like uh, ancient Roman like spikes out the side of your chair and then just <laughs> a, a pole up and just have some halogen lights like uh, yeah just all around you so like a reverse Dyson sphere so rather than harnessing the sun's energy just the sun's heat and energy pouring straight directly onto you so you're just in a giant bowl of warmth and comfort and we all do love a Dyson sphere and that Dyson bloke's got nothing to do with it no is uh, you just put something around the whole of the sun and you capture all of its energy. Mm. You see it on Star Trek all the time. Uh, Rudy has gone uh, 2 1 to the mighty Arsenal. He's put it the right round. Lovely. Deke is there. Uh, Deke, we were talking about leaving because we're nearly done. It's 34 minutes. And Brady says, uh, It's autumn and gorgeous here today up on the north coast of Ireland. Sean and my mum and uh, Sean's mum are in Wexford at the moment. They've gone for a wedding, which is lovely. Uh, well, it's not lovely because I wouldn't go. Can't understand a word. Of course, we're talking about Star our Star Trek. Yes, it's um, halfway through Series 4 of Voyager, and I'm loving it. I didn't realise how big her lady parts were. Oh, God. Never, no, it's, it's crazy. And then she had them taken out for the new series of uh, Picard, which is rubbish, and don't watch it. Look, we're, we're going off onto a, uh, a Sunday Rose tangent already. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, Deke has put in his prediction. It's going to be 3-1. Goals for Martinelli, 2, and Gabby Jesus, and Tony scoring a late for nothing. Well, uh, John's gone 3-1. A couple of other people have gone 3-1. I think I'd be very happy with that. I'm going 2-2. Right, John, we're going to go. I'm going to go and uh, go on Deliveroo and order chocolate and crisps because uh, nice. and some sandwiches because uh, why not? And um, I'm going to go and put some more black clothes on and, and go and mourn with all the, all the people because that's what we've been told we have to do. Yes. Yeah, it must uh, be respectful. 
it's much like hold on just checking uh league one yes Lyon. we have uh hold on oh he said Lorient had gone top uh the liar they've got the same number of points as marseille and psg but their goal difference for PSG's is 21 and Lorient's is five. Chris was having kittens because he said Lorient are top of the French League. Arsenal were top of the, the Premier League. And I don't, I don't know what other clubs he pretends he supports, but they were probably top of other leagues as well. And we know Inter Milan on. Nice. Right, John, thank you very much for joining us. If people want to go and find you on Twitter or Tinder, where can they find you? Uh, on the Twitters, I am at jwelsh84, if you can see it there, it's on the screen, but if you're listening, there you go. Uh, I don't really tweet that often, occasionally I do, when I feel in the mood, and it's I generally, actually most of the time I've been tweeting lately, is replying to people who say they've enjoyed the podcast or something I've been on, so I like to say thank you to people, that's always nice. Um, I don't know, have I still got a Tinder profile? I probably have. <laughs> yeah. Do you get think- ratings a bit like Uber? I think I've got all of them. I think I've got Hinge, Tinder, Turn Up, Bumble, Happen. Yeah, they're all, they're all on there. Yeah, God, dear, there's so many. But no, unfortunately, you don't get ratings. It would be nice. They should add that as a rating system, like five stars. Like recommend this to a friend, that sort of thing. Yeah. Would you change your your Twitter to uh, JWelsh84 PS five stars on on all these apps? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I'd put it on my CV. Well, I know my mum gave you five stars, so uh, <laughs> that, that's all that matters. Right, on that devastating bombshell, uh, it's goodbye for me and my future dad, Mr. John Welsh. It's uh, It's been emotional, John. I've enjoyed <laughs> every second. Cheers, mate. All right, see you all later. Remember, we're four o'clock tomorrow, me and Nick here, and have this outro from the wonderful Steve and Dave. We miss you both still. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at Ibs, so when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>